Dr. Michael Roizen. Dr. Michael Roizen. You, the Owner's Manual Radio Show. You're listening to You, the Owner's Manual Radio Podcast on Radio MD, iHeart, or wherever you downloaded us from. Thank you very much for doing that. Um, today we have a guest, Deborah Brown. This is the B segment. We always have guests for the B segment. Um, and the key point on the guests is not just what they're talking about, but what's in it for you. What can you learn from it? Our guest, Deborah Brown, who's the chief mission officer of the American Lung Association, that's lung.org, and the Lung Association's top tips for tobacco-free 2022. Many people who smoke made um, resolutions to quit at the beginning of the year. At this time, some of them have not succeeded in that. So you're gonna hear some top tips from Deborah about what you can do to help your friends or yourself or family member uh, quit. Um, I should tell you my biases on this is I've helped around 3,600 people quit. I used to have it as a habit. Um, and at the Cleveland Clinic, we made a major effort to get our employees. So we've gone from 15% of employees and 21% of their dependents uh, smoking to now under 2% of both. Um, so we, we've done a great job with our own employees, helping them what we call live younger, longer. Um, before we get into the segment with Deborah Brown, who is the chief mission officer of the American Lung Association, I want to mention that we are brought to you by Life's First Naturals, uh, lifesfirstnaturals.com. They have two major products at this time. Um, one is bovine colostrum. That in the randomized studies of people with leaky gut or bloating issues or who uh, were incredible exercisers, that is Italian soccer players. In that randomized study, they decreased the um, GI complaints by over 80%, decreased the effect of non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs in creating bloating and leaky gut by um, mar by biomarkers by over 80% and decreased uh, the absentee days, that is the days off Italian soccer players had to take by over 60%. Um, amazing from just bovine colostrum in tablet form. Um, and their other product is True Biotics, a probiotic, um, and they have the new True Biotic gummies that you may want to try. They're non, no sugar in them, but they taste great as they have a fiber component with them. So let's switch gear in our thinking now and talk to Deborah Brown. Um, how many people still smoke in the USA, Deborah? Sure. So nearly 40 million Americans still are using tobacco products, still smoking. Um, one of the important things to remember, even though quitting doesn't seem to be easy, 50 million ex-smokers are proof that you can quit. And so it used to be the statistic that, um, and, and correct me, that 50% of smokers 
or uh, CHAW users tried to quit every year. Obviously, the nicotine is the addictive property. And it, is that still true? Is it about 50% try and quit each year? It's about 70% of smokers want to quit smoking and 40% of them make an attempt each year. But the important thing is that only between 4 and 7% of them can quit without some support. And so it's really important that they look to a support system. And by that, I mean looking at ways that they can, uh, when they're talking with their doctor, develop a plan, uh, a tobacco-free plan, and then talk to their doctor about quit smoking medication. Yes, I'm a, I'm a strong believer in that myself. Um, believe it or not, I think I have uh, only one patient left in my, of all my patients, um, who uh, do smoke, and he has started on that plan uh, last week. So hopefully um, he will uh, become tobacco-free as well. Um, what is the, in the, the process, it used to be that the tobacco companies would use um, cartoon characters and flavored uh, items to try and get people started on smoking. And I saw some data that, in fact, the number of high school students who, who said they smoked in the last month during the pandemic went from about 21% in uh, 2000 to under 2% last year. But unfortunately, many more were, quote, vaping or uh, using other uh, techniques for getting nicotine and other compounds. Is my data pretty correct or is that wrong? No, I think you're pretty close. Um, according to the 2021 National Youth Tobacco Survey, there's more than 2 million high school and middle school students who are using e-cigarettes, which seems to be the tobacco product uh, that, that many young people I use. And I think one of the things that we want uh, your listeners to understand is that it's really important. Many of these products are flavored products. And so the American Lung Association has been supporting ending the sale of flavored tobacco products, including menthol. Um, and we know that that will not only help with the youth vaping, but it will also help address the disproportionate impact of tobacco use and exposure to secondhand smoke on black and brown communities. Menthol cigarettes remain a key factor to tobacco-related deaths and diseases in black communities, with nearly 81% of black Americans still using um, menthol cigarettes. So it's really important for us to make sure that we are um, getting those flavors removed from these tobacco products um, so that we can certainly uh, prevent many young people from ever starting and help help adults quit. Now, you, as one of your accomplishments, did get a uh, Tobacco-Free Indoor Air Quality Act passed in uh, Delaware, I believe it was. That's correct. And where are we in regulation of menthol in the United States and with the FDA? So there's there's a lot going on. So with clean indoor air right now, we um, are looking at many more states who are um, looking to um, make their their areas smoke free. But 
the FDA really did make an important announcement indicating that they would like to propose rules in April of 2022 to remove menthol cigarettes and most flavored cigars from the marketplace. And so it's really important that we keep looking and watching this, but it's really important that it'll take several years for those things to happen. And this will make such a difference, again, in many communities and populations, especially for Black Americans. But in the meantime, a lot of states and local communities are looking, and, and they really should be looking to act to end the sale of all flavored tobacco products because we know it'll take some time for FDA to implement any regulations that they put into place. Now, is it ever too late to quit? No, it's never too late to quit. And it's best to quit as early as possible, but quitting tobacco use at any age can enhance the length and quality of your life. Um, Not to mention that you'll save money and you won't be going out in the cold weather like we've been having recently to smoke or to vape. And so um, it's really important for people to remember it's never too late. Another, um, if you will, uh, point I'd like to ask you about is um, I always use buddies and a buddy system. So one of the first things I do with patients is have them pick a buddy and then the buddy agree to be uh, emailed or phoned or contacted every day. And, And we just use the habit of how many steps they do that day as a way of contact and on their way to quitting. So I know that I, I, I believe um, it's very tough to quit alone. Is that true? That is true. Um, and one of the best ways that a lot of former tobacco users say um, that was really important to them was encouragement from their families and their friends. And so, um, you know, we it's really important for family members and friends to encourage the person to set up a quit date. They should be, um, you know, asking them what can they do to be most helpful while they're trying to quit the process. In the first few days, I think it's most important to be ready to help whomever's quitting. And um, giving lots of praise to those individuals, I think, is another important tip to remember because um, even the small steps are important steps in this process. Um, and, um, when we, we go, we start with, uh, Wellbutrin or a small dose of bupropion and then add a nicotine patch. Is that a common type of smoking cessation medications? And, and I've always found that, that it's, that it's really tough to quit without, uh, medication. Is, is that also part of what the American Lung Association believes or, What's the data on that? Absolutely. It's really important um, when individuals are getting ready to quit that they do talk with their physician about quit smoking medications, including some of those that you've mentioned. There are seven FDA approved medications that are proven to help people quit. And we just ask that people make sure that they follow the directions and use them for the the full duration as prescribed. But I think the other thing that's really important um, when you were talking about not quitting alone, not only for friends and family, but making sure that individuals are enrolled in a proven effective cessation counseling program like the American Lung Association's uh, Freedom from Smoking program. When you do, when you enroll in a program, you increase your chances of successfully quitting and staying quit by 50%. 
And then, like I said earlier, if you enlist your friends and families to support you along the way, it certainly helps the journey a little bit more. And you were you were starting to say, um, and I think this is true. There are a lot of, uh, if you will, um, opportunities that the lung association has, or um, if you will, help that the lung association provides. Uh, you have a, a helpline and tobacco quit line, don't you? We sure do. We have a free lung helpline that is one eight hundred Lung USA. It's staffed by registered nurses, respiratory therapists, and certified tobacco treatment specialists because sometimes people don't know where to start. You, you want to quit, but you're just not sure. And so if you call the, uh, the, the lung helpline, we will uh, have someone talk with you and help you put together a plan that might work best for you. Um, and by the way, I should say that if people want more information or tell or even anything about this podcast, they can email questions at greatagereboot.com, questions at greatagereboot.com, and we'll try and get that guest on or even get questions answered from prior guests, such as uh, our guest today, um, Deborah Brown from the American Lung Association and get you help if you want. There is push by, I know, some of the e-cigarette uh, manufacturers about um, the value of e-cigarettes in helping quit. Um, and I, I, at least I discourage that because um, it seems like they're just getting, they're getting the same uh, risk, meaning anytime you uh, vape or um, light up something, you're um, getting inflammatory mediators in your lung, which are associated with not only lung cancer, but cancers of the bladder and uh, GI tract, etc. Um, a large increase in heart disease as well from the inflammation, as well as dementia and a shortened lifespan. Um, is there an official position um, of the Lung Association on uh, e-cigarettes and other vaping? Yes, um, the American Lung Association agrees with you. We encourage people to quit and don't switch. Um, e-cigarettes are tobacco products, and the Food and Drug Administration or the FDA has not found that there's any e-cigarettes to be safe and effective in helping smokers quit. So switching to e-cigarettes does not mean that you're quitting. Quitting means that you're ending your addiction to nicotine. And so we strongly recommend that um, and, and encourage people to look again at tried and true programs that um, change behaviors and the use of FDA approved uh, therapies to, to assist with that. Now, people, one of the things I do for to help uh, people who quit maintain their weight because one of the, the the worries we have, especially among women who quit, is that they're going to gain weight. Um, is there a program that the American Lung Association has on, on um, helping people maintain weight? As part of our Freedom from Smoking program, there are sections that look at 
weight gain. It looks at urges to smoke and what we call withdrawal or recovery symptoms, really helping people make sure that when they run into bumps on their journey, that they have the tools that they need to help them get through that process. So um, certainly we, we address those particular situations and make sure that uh, anyone who wants to quit is ready to handle those situations. Anything else we should add in this? Um, in other words, anything else that, that you want to add, Deborah Brown, before uh, um, we wrap up? Uh, I should say that, that you can find more information at lung, L-U-N-G dot org, lung dot org. And the tobacco quit line number again is 1-800-LUNG-USA. You're welcome, and, and we hope you will. If you know someone who smokes or uses tobacco char or vapes or anything other than uh, is free from tobacco products, um, that they will refer their friends to 1-800-LUNG-USA or lung.org. But is there anything else we should say? Well, I think it's really important for people who are quitting to remember the first seven to 10 days are the toughest. And you might need the most help during those early days. So most smokers who return to smoking do so within the first three months. So slips are pretty common. But if you slipped, remind yourself that all the good reasons, there are a lot of good reasons to stay quit. And uh, it doesn't mean that you're a smoker again. And um, there's so many healthy reasons and and good reasons to uh, quit smoking. And we hope that uh, we will um, include the individual listeners who want to quit smoking on your, your show um, podcast. We hope that, that they will become part of those 40 million uh, or 50 million individuals who have already quit smoking. Yeah, I should uh, mention two things. I always find days three to five the toughest. And uh, that's the, even with the nicotine patch and the uh, bupropion is a anti-craving medicine and walking and calling a buddy. Those are the days that are the toughest, uh, probably because of the, the sleep abnormalities that will occur. So make sure once you get above day five, you're getting on the, on the home stretch. Um, and although we do continue the medications for six months um, in, in decreasing dosage, um, the uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is we, we had a recent story um, on our A segment of one thing that New Zealand was doing that I thought was relatively unique. Um, and then I found out it's also being done in a small uh, suburb of Boston, Brookline, whereas you can't buy cigarettes if you were born after the year 2000. So you have to show in New Zealand, you have to show your driver's license to buy cigarettes. And if you were born after 1-1-2000, you can't buy them, um, which is their attempt to eventually get rid of all tobacco products. I think that we will all be watching very carefully. We uh, currently, you know, have indivi- uh, the, the federal government passed a, a law that says, you know, no one under 21. Um, but we will continue to watch New Zealand and other locations that do that and hopefully learn from their experiences the best way to implement something, um, if appropriate, in, in the country. Yeah, so they're trying to eliminate all smokers, as is Brookline, Massachusetts. Obviously, Brookline is a small area, so people can go outside of Brookline if they uh, 
um, want to avoid that. But New Zealand being an island, it's pretty tough to go around it. Um, thanks very much, Deborah. Um, we've been talking with Deborah Brown, who is the chief mission officer of the American Lung Association. Um, and I should ask you, of course, what the chief mission officer does other than um, have a mission of no, no tobacco users. Um, we do know, by the way, there are, there are some studies on some tobacco alkaloids. So this is a, the tobacco plant um, has some things that may be useful long-term that you don't get when you smoke, but maybe as a plant-based uh, product useful in some other ways. So we're not trying to get rid of tobacco uh, producers. We're just trying to get rid of people who use it um, in a non-healthy way and that hurts their health and the health of those around them. Um, so tell me, Deborah, is that my last question, I should have probably started with this, but what is the chief mission officer's job? So as the chief mission officer, I'm responsible uh, for making sure that we implement um, our, our mission statement. Um, we want to um, promote lung health and prevent lung disease through uh, research, advocacy, and education. And so uh, responsible for making sure that all of those programs and efforts and initiatives are being implemented throughout the country so that we can uh, hopefully help people live uh, uh, healthy lives with healthy lungs. And I want to thank you for coming on. We, again, are sponsored by Life's First Naturals. There's an S on that, Life's First Naturals. And the first natural that most people get when they're born is mother's milk colostrum. So bovine colostrum is the purified version from cows. And those that purified version um, gives you a lot of immune protection. But the data shows in randomized controlled trials, it decreases the effect of non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. That includes aspirin as well as ibuprofen, Advil, that type of drug in causing gut problems such as leaky gut or bloating or even worse problems and decreases the time lost from upper respiratory infections or from strenuous exercise like running a marathon. Um, that is of all exercisers, uh, such as basketball players and, and uh, soccer players as well. That's Lice First Naturals, Bovine Colostrum, and the other product they make is True Biotics, which is a probiotic, and they now have a gummy version that is encased in a wonderful tasting fiber wrapper, no sugar added. In any case, um, you're listening to 1082B of You, the Owner's Manual. Thank you, Caitlin, for engineering. Thank you, Deborah Brown, the Chief Mission Officer of the American Lung Association. Lung.org is how you get in touch with them. Um, or the uh, quit line is, um, and I hope I re remember it correctly, um, but it's 1-800-LUNG, L-U-N-G-U-S-A, 
1-800-LUNG-USA for the Lung Helpline to help you quit tobacco and tobacco products. Again, thank you very much for listening to You, the Owner's Manual radio podcast, for downloading us. Do rate us. Do tell your friends about us. We'll be back next week with another wonderful guest. And remember the A segments, the latest medical news of the week, and what it means to you. Thanks again.